Hey out there, I'm Kurt Squires, host of ACDC Beyond the Thunder, the podcast that discusses the influence of ACDC from famous fans. But this episode is a very special one, my friends. We're on location and I'm flying solo today, literally without my partners in crime, Greg Ferguson and Eric Kielb. It's official, I've just arrived in Palm Springs, California at the Sunny Bono Concourse with what can best be described as, I'd say, 85% ACDC fans as passengers on the plane today traveling to this mecca of all hard rock concerts known as Power Trip. I even sat next to a man from Tasmania, Australia, shout out to Rob, and if I'm not mistaken, that's also the same place where our beloved Rosie is from. How cool is that? So needless to say, there are fans traveling from all over to make it to this once in a lifetime occasion. There's lots of high fives going on, lots of conversations, lots of trading phone numbers. And I really look forward to this fun filled weekend here in Indio, California. Even the pilot was asking if he could score some VIP tickets and backstage passes to this major event featuring Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses, Judas Priest, Metallica, Tool, and of course, the triumphant return of ACDC with Brian Johnson at the helm, who, by the way, is celebrating his 76th birthday today as we touch down. What a moment. This is amazing. We're going to be reporting to you every step of the way here in the California desert, and it is hot as balls. <laughs> Dirty big balls, I should say. It's 103, and I'm telling you what, man, I may have moved to the south, but I don't know about the triple digits. It's hot, dude. I mean, really hot. Although I'm wearing my ACDC Beyond the Thunder sweatshirt, that's coming off immediately. Uh, and during this episode, we're going to be giving you blow-by-blow -blow account of what's taking place throughout this power trip journey, describing the sights, the smells, even offering up snippets of sounds from the stage when these bands appear, including ACDC for the first time in seven years. So stay tuned. Right now I'm gonna grab an empanada with a tagline like whole lot of flavor. I gotta grab one, right? That's pretty awesome. I'm gonna head into town, get settled in for the big weekend. Stay tuned. Okay, it's now Friday, October 6th. It's day one of the festival featuring Maiden and Guns and the town of Indio, California is electric. In fact, it's about to double in size just for this weekend long event. Everywhere I go, there's people roaming the streets with rock t-shirts, me included. Uh, today, I'm actually sporting my New England Patriots ACDC jersey. Even though Maiden and Guns are playing tonight, I gotta represent, dude. All weekend long, I'm wearing ACDC. And people seem to love this jersey. They not only wanna stop and talk about it, but they wanna buy it. And I'm like, back off, dude. I love this thing. In case you're wondering, this particular Power Trip Festival is put on by Golden Voice, and it's been described as the sequel to the Desert Trip, which was a festival that took place in 2016 at the Empire Polo Club as well. And the performers were The Stones, Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, Neil Young, Roger Waters, and The Who. It was later dubbed Old Cella, 
<laughs> which you could also save for this particular Power Trip lineup. Let's face it, our, our, our favorite bands are not getting any younger, folks. But the cool thing today is, and I'm right down the street from it because it's way too loud, in the town of Indio, with the help of Sony, they've established a local tap house and launched an exclusive pop-up ACDC high-voltage dive bar. It's located at 82971 Bliss Avenue, where international fans are meeting up, sharing a beer, they can actually get a tattoo, an ACDC logo tattoo, anyone that they want from the past 50 years. You can win a Gibson SG or a Gretsch Malcolm Young signature jet, both on display. Even Angus stopped in pre-show to take selfies. How crazy is that? Damn it, we missed it. Did I make an appearance there? Yes, I did. But as I said, it's so loud in there. It's like an ACDC concert. It's awesome. The bar has two big screens showing live ACDC videos. It's even hotter than the day before. And it's, especially for the people standing in line just to get in this tiny dive bar where it's air conditioning. But you can see vintage stage props of ACDC and artifacts. They did a really amazing job. The beer is flowing. There's food trucks. It's ACDC heaven in there. And I talked with the owner's son, Randy Franco, who gave me a VIP look inside the bar where there's a tribute to Club 5 owner Alfredo Franco, his father, who passed away just this summer with battling cancer. And he, he gave me this very touching story about what had happened and there's a little homage to him inside the bar also outside is a beautifully painted mural from the mists of time video by a local artist by the name of miles tolan i stood in front of that thing and fans are taking selfies in front of it it's huge it's amazing it's beautiful and guess what man it'll be there when the smoke clears so check out club five if you're ever in town say hi to randy you will not be disappointed by this incredible mural. Okay, we've left the ACDC high voltage dive bar. We finally made it through the pearly gates after sweating it out in line. I took an Uber here, but you can also drive or literally camp on the Empire Polo Grounds as part of your package. I'm seriously just going from shade to shade here. It's so hot, I can't explain it to you. I mean, this is crazy, but uh, people don't seem to care. And there are thousands of people here, tens of thousands. Is it expensive? Yes. Is it extremely well organized? Absolutely. I've got my wristband on. I've got my laminate around my neck. I've been through several checkpoints. We're surrounded by palm trees and vast mountain ranges. There's plenty of merch to be purchased. And the lines for the merch are insane. They're like longer than the food or water. Uh, there's probably over a hundred food venues, humorously themed bars, uh, like the Holy Dive Bar in honor of uh, Dio. There's a Ferris wheel, which I just shared a ride with uh, a gentleman by the name of Santiago from South America. Big Iron Maiden fan who's here tonight. And I'm hearing every accent you can imagine. Some familiar, some not familiar. It's really impressive how music can bring the world together. I gotta admit, there's lots of Iron Maiden shirts here tonight, and we're now walking towards a ginormous cactus sculpture in the shape of devil horns, all lit up and it's smoking. And we are slowly walking towards the stage, which is absolutely immense, maybe too immense. I'm getting nervous about how far away I actually will be in the grandstand, but you know, it's still exciting. 
It's a beautiful dusk evening, and this is Power Trip Day One with Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses. And there are fans who are in their 50s and 60s, no longer teenagers, but they are still running as though they are teenagers, allowed into the pit, which is the front row where you can stand up all day. There's no seating. And believe me, this old back of mine just ain't gonna do that no longer. So <laughs> I've got the grandstand seating tonight, but it's a glorious sight to see the energy within these old rockers. And there's gotta be, I don't know, it looks like 70, 80,000 people here tonight. Okay, some of you know I am a significant Maiden fan. They're my third favorite band. And I would love to do an entire review of their live show here tonight. But this is an ACDC podcast, folks, so we're keeping our focus in check. But without further ado, here's a little snippet from the Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses opening night here at Power Trip. <laughs> There you have it, a quick clip of Maiden who just finished a blistering set and boy did they deliver, which predominantly focused on Somewhere in Time and their latest release, Senjutsu. But man oh man was Dickinson's voice on point tonight. Dude's vocals have not aged a bit, still singing high, still singing strong, and it's got that operatic delivery. Made in proving they could care less about playing the hits <laughs> or whatever some might consider a competitive festival. And that's why we love these guys. They just don't care. And Maiden, dude, I gotta give them, I'd say four out of five stars. That was a great show. But now here's a little bit of Guns N' Roses fronted by none other than Axl Rose, who's about to take the stage, not with ACDC this time, but where he rightfully should be with his fellow mates, including Duff McKagan and Slash, who's also appeared on ACDC Beyond the Thunder back in season one. So give that a listen. All right, let's see how the Gunners do. Here's a little snippet from their show live from Power Trip. Heads up, bodies up.
too cool. Talk about going for broke. That was a solid three-hour set, and I must say, I was impressed with Axel's lower register for the first few songs. It was only when he tried to hit that higher range where it became a little more Catherine Hepburn-like. But MVP goes to Slash and the entire band, really. Yes, Richard Fortas is a monster player, but Slash was simply mesmerizing with his soulful, melodic, supersonic playing. Probably my favorite musician to watch the entire night uh, with Maiden and Guns combined. Although, it's time for me to find my way out of the chaos of people here. Get to bed, get some rest for the big day. It's ACDC tomorrow night, folks. Power trip, we'll see you tomorrow. Good morning, listeners. It's day two, October 7th, or D-Day for ACDC, and I'm up early because I'm usually on Eastern Standard Time. Now I'm on the West Coast with a three-hour difference, and even I have the jitters for the boys knowing they're about to take the stage this evening. It's been a long time, and rock or bust, ACDC's last tour was a little more bust than rock, unfortunately. Don't get me wrong, I love that tour, but the wheels kind of came off for the band personally and professionally, not to mention their first without Mal. And when Greg and I saw their last show, Axel Rose was standing in place for Brian. Things just seemed a bit out of place, but the world has corrected itself. And here we are, we're back in business for more heavy metal rock and roll, especially with my second favorite band of all time, Judas Priest opening for ACDC tonight, which hasn't happened since 1979 on the band's Highway to Hell tour. And this has got to be my favorite bill of all time. My top two favorite bands playing back to back. It's amazing. Okay, I'm already at the venue. However, we did make another venture over to the ACDC pop-up dive bar today. Wanted to meet some more fans, take some more pics. We even shared an Uber ride and a rickshaw over here with a photographer from Metal Edge who was working the Power Trip show. Had an excellent conversation with her. And I told her that I'd been commissioned by the editor of Classic Rock Magazine to write a review on ACDC's show tonight for the next month's issue. She was pretty psyched about that. Hell, I'm psyched about that. So listeners, make sure you pick up a copy from Classic Rock Magazine and see if I do the thunder down under justice. And guess what? Today's even hotter, if that's even possible. But the anticipation to witness the long-awaited return of the mighty ACDC does not deter the sweat-soaked crowd who sport blinking devil horns out there, glowing as far as the eye can see throughout the Empire Polo Club grounds. I love it. I absolutely love it. But first, the newly anointed Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Judas Priest, are about to take the stage, who, by the way, is being lit tonight by our friend and lighting director extraordinaire, Mr. Cosmo Wilson, who we salute for not only lighting Priest tonight, but also ACDC. It's a back-to-back extravaganza for him. And he had said that he had about two or three 20-hour-plus working days making sure that this double bill goes off without a hitch. And I'm sure he will pull it off. But listeners, let's check in with Priest and let's go riding on the wind live from Power Trip, shall we?
Damn, Priest went for broke tonight, people, pulling out all the stops, all the favorite tracks. They brought out the Harley. Of course, they had the leather, and even a special appearance during the encore by none other than guitarist Glenn Tipton, who's been battling Parkinson's disease. Great to see him up there with the boys for this big event. What a special performance for these heavy metal heroes, and, and Halford, absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely the best singer in the business. I know he's behind Brian in age. Um, Brian's definitely the oldest one on the uh, stage this weekend, but hands down, Halford, has the best vocal chops. And also a band who's celebrating 50 plus years. And they just announced their 19th studio album, Invincible Shield, on these two huge LED screens, which will be arriving this spring in 2024. So I look forward to that. But not as much as we're looking forward to witnessing ACDC take the stage in a matter of minutes, people. And actually, the ACDC Twivia question of the day on X, or for those old schoolers, uh, Twitter, was in fact, day two in the desert is here, and ACDC's poised to take the stage tonight at Power Trip alongside the mighty Judas Priest. What will ACDC open their set with? And we probably received more activity, like up to 15,000 impressions on just this question alone. The most since we've started this daily ACDC trivia thing since, I don't know, I think it was 2009. Who will get it right? Nobody knows. Let's find out, shall we? It's been seven long years of loss and uncertainty, but there standing in front, it looks like 48 Marshall stacks is the thunder from down under back in the ring to take another swing and remind the world just who the undisputed kings of rock and roll truly are with a proud and triumphant return to this stage. It's ACDC at Power Trip. Nobody predicted that opener, folks. Something ACDC has never done before, kicking off their set for the very first time with 1979's If You Want Blood, You've Got It. And we should have seen that coming because the band had been teasing the rehearsal of this track all along on social media. Who'd have thought? Amazing. And what an impressive animated sequence of a desolate high-speed car chase on the two big LED screens, complete with a fireworks opening display. The band has simply electrified this crowd and they are back. They're dancing in the aisles and they're going crazy. Although Angus is sporting an unexpected silver hairdo now, he looks like a cross between Doc Brown from Back to the Future and a stately Jimmy Page. Uh, he's still rocking that crushed indigo velvet schoolboy uniform 
He's playing amazing. He's nailing every Chuck Berry duck walk, incessantly bobbing his head. He's even delivering the curly fall and spin right on cue. You would never guess that he's pushing 70. What a phenom this guy is. But make no mistake about it. This is Brian Johnson's night. The pressure must be immense to step back on stage after being forced off their previous tour due to health issues. Even after getting in shape and rehearsing for six weeks leading up to Power Trip, as Greg Billings told us in last month's podcast episode, pushing through this grueling set list filled with hits is exhausting. Everything Johnson has left in the tank, and it's a courageously awesome sight to witness. Brian's energy and charisma is infectious up there. He's offering two terrific live debuts from Power Up, the pandemic release from 2020, including the radio-friendly Shot in the Dark and this blistering Demon Fire track. Check this out. Johnson is wide-eyed, all smiles, delivering his best nasty canasta voice from the 1950s Looney Tunes character, that deep, dark tone. By the time Shot Down in Flames, Dirty Deeds, Thunderstruck hit, shockwaves of euphoria are sent through the valley, and every soul is singing to these anthemic choruses, and infectious dancing is in the aisles. ACDC have won this crowd over in no time. And let me tell you, Stevie and Cliff are bringing the backing vocals tonight. It might be the best backing vocals I've heard ACDC ever do. Might be because Brian needs the help. He is really straining, but uh, he is, I am so proud of him, dude. Cliff officially out of retirement, thumping away. And actually, make that three live debuts, not just the two off of Power Up. But you got to consider Riff Raff, which Brian hasn't performed except for once on VH1 back in 1996. Check this out. Fantastic. 
And let's not forget a half dozen tracks off the biggest selling hard rock album of all time, Back in Black, are honored tonight, including the title track, Hell's Bells, Shoot to Thrill, Always a Difficult One Live, Have a Drink on Me, You Shook Me All Night Long, and Delightfully Giving a Dog a Bone. I have not heard that live in quite some time. I don't even remember the last time I heard that live. But um, the unsung hero of the night just may be South Carolina native Matt Laug, who is a session drummer who was announced as Phil Rudd's replacement just weeks before the show. ACDC veteran Stickman, tragically unable to play live with the boys since, believe it or not, 2010. Phil has not played with ACDC Live since 2010. But it was the 55-year-old Log who actually supported ACDC as the touring drummer for Slash's Snake Pit. Back in, I don't know, 2000, 2001, it's not only on point, Matt's drumming, but plays with a similar style reminiscent of Rudd's inimitable hard-hitting swing. We actually heard that Laug was the guy who suggested that the band dust off the foot-stomping, stiff upper lip, dovetailing nicely into Rock and Roll Train. But the true test comes with those hard-driving classics, Whole Lotta Rosie and Let There Be Rock. And they are played to perfection, back-to-back without missing a beat. Those Two songs are not easy for any drummer. Even the most loyal of ACDC fans will give Matt two devil horns up tonight. I guarantee you. Unbelievable playing. can't believe we're here and i'm hearing that from people next to me from people getting a drink from people in the bathroom they're all saying the same thing is this real is this really happening yes it is and on the cusp of celebrating their 50th anniversary even rumblings of a possible tour to honor this golden achievement they are even digging further into the bond scott era tonight during their set list with sin city dog eat dog Hell ain't a bad place to be. And the truly spiritual high voltage.
And of course, both encores, TNT and the 21-gun explosive climax of For Those About to Rock, accompanied by a spectacular cannon fire that leaves the desert echoing with a thunderous roar. This crowd's collective salute is a fitting tribute to the enduring legacy of ACDC. In two words, ACDC destroyed. They destroyed. That's all I gotta say. And after, I have to tell you, after the smoke cleared from the cannons, I ran into hard rock and metal radio personality and friend Eddie Trunk, who asked me what I thought of ACDC's performance. And after a beat, I really thought for a few seconds, and then I said, honestly, Eddie, I was almost in tears. I was so proud of them. And he quickly responded that Lars Ulrich of Metallica just said the exact same thing to him backstage. And in all honesty, the 80, 85,000 fans who came to witness this magic thing called ACDC at least one more time would agree. Okay, I'm an emotional wreck, man. I'm the happiest man on earth because, ladies and gentlemen, that was a life-changing moment. Until tomorrow, I need some rest. One more day, I got to get out of this chaos. But we will check in and wrap this amazing Power Trip Festival up with uh, Tool and Metallica. Until then. Woo! All right, it's day three in the desert, Sunday, October 8th. And honestly, I'm pretty rocked out between the heat and the heavy decibels. And after last night's performance by ACDC, I can go home right now a happy man. In fact, the last time I saw ACDC at Coachella in 2015, that's exactly what I did. I left. After ACDC played on the very first night, I went straight to the airport and skipped the Saturday and Sunday nights. Why bother? Well, I'll tell you why. It's Tool and Metallica tonight, so it's a pretty cool double bill to end this amazing festival. So I'm gonna stick around. It's funny because I have assigned seating here in the grandstand, which for the enormous price tag that I paid on day one, in which the tickets were offered, it still feels like I'm a football field and a half away from the stage. That said, it's pretty cool seeing the same people every day. So you start to build like a community or a family around because everyone has the same seats. So saying hello and talking shop is pretty cool. So by the way, this season, as you know, Greg, Eric, and I have established two charities that we're donating to, which is the Make-A-Wish and Nordif Robbins Foundations. And if you're a fan of listening to ACDC Beyond the Thunder, you know that we're advertising free. And so we're not making cash here, but we would love to have you pledge a dollar or $2 or $5. It's like the price of a cup of coffee to these deserving causes and we would totally salute you. I know it's weird to ask for money, but all you have to do is go to beyondthethunder.com, hit the charity button, and PayPal will do the rest. We'll donate to these charities on your behalf, and it could be a one-time thing. Could be every episode. It's whatever you decide, it's a very cool thing to do, and we truly salute you for it. By the way, I wanted to share this story with listeners. I don't want it to be a downer, but while waiting in line to get into the event yesterday, day two before ACDC took the stage, I was privileged enough to meet a fellow ACDC fan from Utah by the name of Patch. And he had brought his daughter to her very first ACDC show, and she was wearing his custom jean jacket vest that he had made her 
covered with vintage ACDC patches, of course. And I asked him when the last time he saw ACDC was. He looked at me and said it was the Razor's Edge tour where the three people lost their lives after being crushed in Utah. And he was in the front row and he was very close to when all that went down, even witnessing their deaths. And I was in shock because I had heard these stories about the band and barely launched into their opening song, Thunderstruck, when a sea of fans rushed towards the stage. There was no assigned seating. The, the stampede quickly got out of control. These bodies were crushed up against one another. Pash was one of them. He said he almost broke his back and his leg in the process the band were obviously devastated even brought malcolm young to tears but not to bring the events today totally down but it was a tragic part of history for the band but there are fans that have these amazing crazy experiences and live to tell a tale it, you know obviously wasn't acdc's fault they had oversold that show but um back on track with today's lineup from la just a couple of hours away from here formed in 1990 here's maynard keenan and the boys from Tool, who being the youngest band on the bill, I heard was a bit overwhelmed being beside these rock icons. And these guys are amazing musicians, no doubt. They're tight, they're talented, and they're also impossible for me to see since they're not displaying themselves on the big screen. <laughs> That's how they roll, man. Just graphics, so there's that. I guess I should have splurged for the pit tickets, guys, huh? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's a snippet from The Tool Show. So cool, so cool. I feel like I'm either on mushrooms or ecstasy listening to Tool. Not, not that I'd know what that would feel like, but if there's one thing about Tool is that they got this killer groove, killer groove. I actually uh, met Dean Del Rey while talking with Eddie Trunk before Tool took the stage. He's a comedian, a musician, a fellow podcaster uh, who was actually the very first guy to get ACDC on a podcast ever. So you should definitely check that out. He, he interviews each member of the band. He was pretty excited to see Tool as he is a big fan. So we didn't get to talk for long, but we mentioned to Dean that we'd love to get him on the show. So stay tuned. Season four is not over yet. In the meantime, check out his podcast, Let There Be Talk. It's amazing. He's been doing it a long time. Okay, before we close out with Metallica's set, I have to tell you a funny story. I was taking an Uber uh, to the show, and the driver, who was originally, um, I think he said he was from Iraq, said that he was the guy who drove ACDC to the Power Trip show. And I said, wait a minute, ACDC's not one person. What do you mean, you drove the whole band? He said, no, no, actually I drove one guy. He was this really big guy. And I'm just like, uh... You clearly don't know ACDC because no one in the band is bigger than 5'5". Five five. So 
But after grueling questions with this guy, I'm like, okay, can you tell me his name? And he said, yeah, his name was Costco. <laughs> and I laughed and I said, oh my God, you gave Cosmo, ACDC's lighting guy, a ride to Power Trip. How cool. And so I shared with Cosmo that um, we had shared the same Uber driver from our Iraq and he got a good laugh out of that. And um, I also talked with him about lighting Priest and ACDC double bill and how proud I was that he pulled that off and it, well done Cosmo. Such an amazing accomplishment. So very cool. All right, let's play this show out with some Metallica. And props to Metallica for leading up to take the stage by playing ACDC's It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. Very cool choice. Even though they've been on a massive stadium tour this year and recently played two nights at LA's SoFi Stadium, this crowd is absolutely loving it, especially closing with Master of Puppets, which is still enjoying its second life thanks to the prominent feature in Stranger Things. Here's a little Metallica to close out the show. That's all for me, man. This is Kurt Squire saying I salute you for listening to this special on-location edition of ACDC Beyond the Thunder. Eric and Greg salute you as well, and we salute all of these great bands. I could be biased, but I'd say that ACDC brought the power to Power Trip. And so we leave you with our one word for this episode in the desert, and that is power. Cheers, y'all. ACDC Beyond the Thunder theme song, Trailer Trash, written and performed by Gannon Arnold. VO Talent by Bruce Jacobson. Cinematography and sound recording by Greg Ferguson. Edited and mixed by Eric Keel. Written, directed, and hosted by Kurt Squires. Produced by Greg Ferguson, Eric Keel, and Kurt Squires. ACDC Beyond the Thunder is a Squires LLC current motion production. Copyright Beyond the Thunder podcast, all rights reserved. This has been a Nat Attack presentation. Shazbot Nanu Nanu.